0: You're listening to the Hello DTC show presented by Beacon Staff, a show where champions from consumer brands reveal their secret sauce for growth.
1: This is where the best DTC stories are narrated from one successful brand to another. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Hello DTC show. I am Monica and I work with Beaconstack, a platform that helps CPG brands connect their physical commerce to their online worlds. Whether it's a B2B brand or a B2C one, the one that gets closest to the customer is the one that wins. But the question is, with so many brands battling to get the attention of the same consumer, how how do the successful ones really get the first time customer? and more importantly, retain them. Need answers? Stay tuned because the guests on this show have got the answers. In 2020, the $2.5 trillion fashion industry contracted for the first time. Broken supply chains, fast evolving consumer behavior, and most importantly, limited requirement for new clothing pieces, were all reasons for weaker sales. However, the industry did use this as an opportunity to recast itself. When the brick and mortar stores were pulling down their shutters, we did see brands take to Instagram shops and TikTok ads. They invested more on e-commerce marketplaces, and they spent more time trying to build a website and spruce up the experience on their website in order to be able to connect with consumers directly. If you are on a similar path of sprucing up the experience on your website, I have an OG to help. Amuthan is the man behind making Wrong a cult favorite brand in India. Wrong is a leading DTC apparel and fashion brand from India that's co-owned by the cricket captain Virat Kohli. Welcome Amuthan, so excited to have you on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Hi. Thanks a lot, Monica, for the warm intro. Uh, I think uh, it's it's really overwhelming. But yeah, a lot of good people who I worked with who helped me to build uh, D two C for Wrong and uh, Wrong as a brand. It's it's I think it's very significantly imposted and uh, I think everyone wants to look cool. I think Wrong uh, sits in the right place for the customer. Awesome.
1: So why don't you tell us more about Wrong and especially what do you love about the company?
0: Yeah. So. Uh, I'll start with the basics, uh, Monica. So, wrong started some six, six and a half years, six years, maybe five and a half to six years back. So, uh, that point in time in India, there was a wide, wide space of uh, fashion brands for youth. Uh, very, very few. I think I like, hardly can recollect nothing apart from UCB. I think uh, very, very few fashion brands and that too, UCB is a bit premium. I think wrong came in and sat in a very right place, right time. Uh, with the right product selection, right design, which youth likes. At the same time, our partnership also helped a lot. Um, with the partnership with Mintra, where they were very new, we were also new. I think the synergy worked out really well, which was able to establish as a, as a significant online brand. I think that's, a, that's on a brand world In terms of positioning also, uh, I think we were extremely lucky to get Virat in the right point, right time. Of course, it took a lot of guts because uh, that point in time, uh, Virat was not even in India squad. So, so he was again dropped off uh, from the I C C squad. So, uh, I think it took a lot of guts. But uh, I think Anjana, she's the co-founder and uh, CEO of uh, Wrong. I think she did a fab job. I think she, I know her very very, very close. I worked with her uh, last three years. So, so the risk that she's willing to take uh all in I think that's something which helped wrong as a company. At the same time the leadership team uh, plus the kind of culture that we have inside the company I think it's uh it's like I would call it a 24 hours company we expect a lot of things to move in 24 hours. I think that's the key of success for wrong uh in last six years. I think that's the only way any any company could sustain at this uh momentum. Uh, even with the pandemic, I think Wrong is still a very strong brand. I think predominantly because of the executional uh, success.
1: Definitely, I think Wrong has been an inspiration for a lot of TTC apparel brands. And let's try to dissect the journey. So let's go back to 2018. What was the what was the business model like?
0: So, ROM was predominantly uh, overriding on third parties, like uh, name lifestyle store, uh, lifestyle shopper stock in offline and online, its mantra, uh, flip at Amazon. And uh, we were able to predict that in next three years or four years, uh, we could see a saturation in third party growth.
1: Okay, so this is very interesting. So, back in 2018, you knew that DTC was the way ahead. What were the indicators for you at that point?
0: Yeah, so predominantly it is because the marketplaces are getting overcrowded and uh, marketplace is meant for conversion, right? Like, for example, uh, anyone from Surat could uh, overtake us in the marketplace because they have least turnaround time. Uh, Product quality is not 100% assured like how a brand would assure. We take 100 days to manufacture anything because we are super keen on quality. Uh, which is not in the case in a marketplace, right? Because it is a drop shipping model where it dro- it gets picked up from vendor and directly drops to the customer. Where there is no quality check in place until unless the customer gives the review with the return rate with an RTO, we come the platform comes to know. So we lose that edge. At the same time, as a platform, it doesn't make sense for them to promote a higher age product because their commission is gonna be uh depending on the conversion that they make. So I was able to guess that right. At the same time, I saw a fundamental shift for the customers. For example uh literally uh in 2017 2018 i saw people moving from facebook to instagram and whatsapp Uh, so that's a very interesting catch that i was i was reading a lot about that why would even customers shift from a platform like facebook to other channels right because from open public people are actually moving to a closer thing i think that's that's the biggest uh breakthrough for me i think if it is happening in content it will definitely happen in commerce so that was the biggest key learning that I had myself. After, of course, I talking to a lot of friends, uh, where they I was able to brainstorm with them why would it happen, at a customer thought process level. Uh, people are moving from an uh, bigger more, bigger platforms to a smaller platform where they can communicate with the right set of their uh, friends. Right, that's that's one key. And uh, discovery in a marketplace is very difficult for any brand to be there. And yeah, it's overpriced. Uh, even for the price, we don't get an ROI. But Facebook as a vehicle, it's a very, very good ROI vehicle, for fashion at least. So I knew I could scale up to, say, 15-20 lakhs per day with EBITDA positive. At that point in time, were 20-18, 2018-2019. So I saw how the digital marketing will work in fashion uh, with Voneg, which I was able to incorporate those experiences, those learning mistakes with wrong. Uh, In that way, you were able to find uh, Monica.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And do you think on on e-commerce platforms like Amazon, not having control over the end-to-end brand experience is a trade-off?
0: See, in terms of customer experience, right? I think as a platform player, they, they do a great job in terms of return, refund, delivery timeline, customer support. I think you can't beat marketplace because the investment is so heavy there's a lot of room for them to invest there because it's it's meant for scale right for brand is not meant for immediate scale of course there's a consistent business out there but what it mean here the brand experience is starting from polybag right you it goes with mantras or flipkart's or amazon's in a carton box but if it if you get from wrong, you will have a uh, virat kohli signature in the package you will have a personalized bag for example, you take leashes. I I always uh, look up to them in last one, one-and-a-half years, like how they were able to ramp up with a customer experience as a brand that they want to give. So that's that's what sets apart from D2C to e-commerce. I I strongly believe in that because the brand experience that uh, leashes or lens card that they're able to provide, I don't think any brand through Flipkart or Amazon would able to give. Of course, revenue makes a big change in marketplaces, but in terms of real customer engagement of the brand building, I think it happens to DTC.
1: Yes, and I think brand experiences like these are crucial because I would always pick a brand that gives me a personalized experience over a regular one. Last week, I was was chatting with Amy who has worked with Kraft Heinz and Newell Brands to establish their DTC initiatives. And she was talking about why it's so important to have a website. And one of the primary reasons she stated was having consumer insights from your website. Do you think that becomes a trade-off when you are selling on, on marketplaces like Amazon, Flipkart, and Mintra?
0: No, we, we, see, I, if it's in my website, I get almost all the data possible, starting from number of sessions, time spent, bounce rate selection wise what is the conversion product level what is the conversion what would be the sell through rate so I can get every single thing through my website I think uh, that's the biggest strength for any D2C to be there and in marketplace you can get sale data for example at what price point it sells in marketplace and what should be your price point in d2c for example in marketplace we're able to sell at 40 percent discount here we can sell it at 30 35 discount i'm just making this up uh sale driven insights you will be able to get from marketplaces but i think customer insights, the real customer insights, i think you have to and they, they don't even share the customer data where you can go and call them and get feedbacks but in d2c is not the case and it fashion works out really well. For example, uh, the turnaround time of our inventory is uh, 100 and 120 days, around that. Uh, and we have to wait for six months to complete the entire season. But if it is in d 2 when it is sketched, when the design is approved, I can get them live. I can ask the customer to rate the product. Like, at what price point did they buy? Whether It's like Tinder View. We actually tried this experiment. Uh, like with tinder as a view where right swipe they would buy this pre-buy this product at say x price uh, with a selection so we were able to get a lot more data from the customer even before we going ahead for manufacturing in that way i was able to reduce the inventory death say dead inventory or um, it was able to help us to increase the inventory sell through rate what price point that we have to price the product so those kind of insights we were able to get uh, from d2c monica yeah that
1: that makes sense so, if you have to look back at Wrong's DTC journey, what are you most proud of?
0: I, I think uh, visioning three years before uh, DTC is not easy because we just had a couple of uh, failed brands that went in time and passion for DTC and uh, we took the learning from what it happened, what it went wrong. We were, uh, as a company, is a retail heavy company. So, uh, P&L unit economics are very strong. Uh, financials are really tight. So it, there is like no like, there is no not even one single day we ever I ever think I had a conversation with Anjana saying the growth at all cost. So we have been very strong from basics from day one. Uh, like starting from order merchandising, marketing, brand activities. I think we have been very key on spending where to spend the right money and uh, that we were able to sustain the growth, sustain the business model, even with the pandemic uh, which came in. So in that way I think I'm extremely proud that uh, as a brand, it, like many tend to do uh, fast growth when they see an opportunity, but I think uh, we took a very collective action where uh, we had to uh, double down whenever only we need. So we just didn't go grow growth at all cost. That's another key. Uh, and uh, like but we knew, uh, within three years, D2C is going to be the next big thing in Indian e-commerce.
1: Every day there are newer brands popping up, especially in the fashion industry. When I go to Instagram, I at least find four or five new ones every month. In a scenario like this, how does one make sure that they continue to dominate that category?
0: I think... See, like for a customer, they are getting new brands a great thing. As a customer, I would like to explain or experience a lot of brands, right? I would want to. I want to be a brand advocate as a customer to multiple brands. I think that's a healthy way that I could welcome the competition, and it's also testing. Uh, us in in fashion industry, but about even aside fashion, I think beauty is highly competitive. Uh, now, feminine. I think women wear, men's wear, inner wear. I think. Fashion accessories, one electronics category is one. I think everywhere D2C is kind of getting very competitive day in and day out, right? Like every single day, there is a new uh, brands getting well because it's a very, very uh, easy to go market where there is no barrier cost at all, right? I welcome the entire uh, uh, competition in D2C, but when it comes to See, I, I with my experience, I have even consulted a lot. I consulted a lot. I consult as a guy who will give a lot more advice for D2C when they are in a 0 to 1 stage. When I see that 0 to 10 orders or even say 25 orders, they don't see any challenge if they are using digital marketing as a medium of acquiring customers like Facebook, Insta, Google. But after that, it becomes very, very competitive. And I, I think from there, it's, it, it's it's your product that stands out really well. You have to have a product differentiation. It should be new to market. Uh, it just can't be a Me Too product, of course. Like, there is no way now that you could actually start something and say, I will be able to scale through uh, Facebook or Insta because the competition is so heavy. You have been challenged with uh, next smarter guy than you. You have to be more smarter than him. In that way, I think product differentiation is a key factor for d2c growth number one number two is brand positioning and brand messaging and branding uh even the tech product of course product what are the use case that a customer is solving getting solved and the product is solving but for brand i think it's all about branding next i think product differentiation is one for example yoga bar i think protein bar were quite new to the market i think that's why they were able to scale up say yoga bar the whole truth I think everyone is able to crack that because they are new. They are the one who bringing the new product new in the market. That's where I think there's a lot of adoption to it, and they are the one who will be able to scale. And once you see this twenty five orders, thirty orders per day, and I think ideally people should start investing time in other marketplaces, also like Flipkart and uh, Amazon, Snapdeal also. Uh, to to start seeing whether it's getting uh, adopted in e commerce players as well. Once you are able to see hundred orders per day, then you get confidence to put all you all your money plus you will be all in into that uh, uh, d2c mode monica
1: so let's also address the elephant in the room virat kohli is the co-owner of the brand and definitely he has a huge following last when i checked it was 123 million on instagram so so what sort of an impact does that have in being an industry leader or just the fact that customer acquisition will be smoother when compared to the other brands
0: There are a lot of pros and cons to it. Of course, Virat Kohli plays a key role uh, in brand positioning. Uh, The looks, the poster that comes out of the Virat face, of course, will have eyeballs on it, right? No doubt, uh, the ROI that we get is 100%. uh, I I can confidently say that whatever money that we have put in, I think we are able to get that out. In that way, I think you have proven to be a right investment for us. At the same time, when you are competing in such a competitive space, right, Virat kind of a face will make you stand out. I think that's like, that's the top of a funnel for you. And then uh, the product selection, content, messaging, that and video creation on it, that's all trickle down to the middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel. But Virat of course, it helped a lot since the initial days. And once he became of course he is been a superstar in like last four and a half, five years. I think I think we can see the uptick in sales. There is no going back. Like I think I don't see any reason why uh like in, in terms of growth, of course he's he's a driver. But uh, but uh, there are a lot of celebrity driven brands also came out, Monica, but none of them got succeeded, right? It just can't be just Virat if uh, but I, I I strongly believe uh, it's a top of a funnel, but uh, but after that, how you position your brand, what kind of creative that it comes out, uh, pricing positioning, uh, design level, uh, color color selections, uh, distribution channels. I think all that matters a lot. Uh, as I told you, it's top of the funnel. It helps a lot, no doubt about it. Even for digital marketing standpoint. Uh we did a lot of experiment with without him, with uh with photo office, uh, with signature office. So we did a lot of such experiments, but I think of course wherever we used him, we saw higher CTRs. At least 1.5% higher than we usually do with other catalogs. Uh, And any product that he wears in campaign, I think that's one of the fast movers uh, in our platform, but not necessarily the fastest mover, but uh, I think uh, we have, as for the core of a product is different, Um, there is uh, the basic colors move faster, but in fashion, I think whatever uh, we use him in campaign, I think that's have a different uh, sales altogether
1: yeah and i and i think i know why i mean the the kind of following that he has and the kind of love people have for him in the country i am sure more people are prone to clicking to on on ads or on pictures where he is wearing that merchandise makes total sense one of the other things is the fact that when you are building a cult favorite brand a loyal tribe is is as important as anything else for uh, for that process and wrong has definitely nailed that return user strategy customer acquisition is definitely one aspect of it but for any brand to sustain and for them to be able to you know keep scaling their efforts even in a DTC ecosystem, the most important aspect is the return user strategy so so what can you know other DTC brands learn from what wrong is doing right now
0: see um Uh, See, I think in return or say retention, right, I don't see a growth hack would really help. Uh, Could be, could give a short term spike, uh, but I think right place, right time, right quality, uh, right delivery, right customer experience. that's what makes the return, apart from with Virat or with Virat, right. There are a lot of brands without any celebrity phase became very big in the last, say, two, three years. Like, Lenskart is one such fab example. Leashes is one such. They're solving the category problem. I think uh, that's the key for retention. And you will have uh, headroom for doing any mistakes if you want to learn as a platform. I think that's that's, that's the key. And... uh, uh, even from acquisition, right? Virat actually helped us five percent, not more than that. Like after that, the operational execution, see, execution that we were able to bring in at uh, marketing, that actually helped us a lot. Uh, like uh, data science behind uh, merchandising line, discounts that we gave, coupon system that we used, uh, all those matter ninety five percent. Because I like not just with Virat, people are going to end up saying that okay i'm gonna buy because it's virat right it's it is because of virat it would actually eventually happen it not just only because of virat it gives us a entry door for the customer and opposed that we do a lot of growth hacking uh say we actually implement a story driven feature where uh, we were able to uh, bring superhero products on top of the website uh, over and above the main banner where we saw phenomenal uh, click-through rates uh, say the drop-off was na- nearly sub 2% and our conversions were at 5% for those particular things so uh, we used a lot of growth like, even for customer acquisition at the same time for retention uh, we've been very honest with the customers uh, refunds will come within 2 days of pickup uh, say and uh, uh, the brand pamphlet that goes inside every pack that also helps us and uh, in the polybag we give are uh, 10 just because to bring the uh, second time we want the user to use for us for the second time and we have other platforms also to compete with so those kind of coupon system actually helps us a lot and uh, we of course used a lot of engagement tools to bring customers with personalized messaging and email sms uh, say WAP notification website notification pwa notification so those kind of growth hacks actually helped us. And we were able to build a customer journey with the data that we have. I, I did a lot of survey uh, even before we starting of building a user persona for ROM. Why would someone would come and buy in ROM.in and not in Myntra? So I was able to figure out some 10 points problem. I think if you're able to solve the 10 and then there is no going back for this uh, unit, the business unit inside the company. So I was able to solve. I think that's why we are able to bring from 0 to 1. And from 1 to 10, uh, it's all about science there's no arts to it we were able we know what we are spending where we are spending how to spend money and what product to spend what color what pricing what selection what time of the day uh what kind of launches that we have to spend more what lots not spend more what kind of campaign that i have to back with performance just with branding so we did a lot of things behind it that's actually helped us uh and i actually have a fab team uh, where they helped me to do it uh, the other one who actually did it like i was just an instrument to uh, remove the barriers i think that's the only role that i played in the company uh, and uh, in written users of course the product design right the, like Virat is the entry door i don't know whether Virat is going to help me to bring written customers uh, maybe if you have 10 products you know buy one maybe he could help but that's not the buying decision for any customers in e-commerce might be an offline but in e-commerce i think it's all about the right price because india is a pricing to market it is because there is an mrp for a reference point for anyone to compare price uh so in that way uh we have to be extremely competitive of course covering our margins with the cost that we have uh and that actually helped us to bring the repeat customers, the coupon system that we have i think uh, Lenskart also done a great job in bringing the retention back. I think same we did. We actually launched something called Wrong Tribe. So with loyal, we actually got some forty thousand signups. We uh, are the say we the hardcore fan following for Virat. So I interviewed four or five guys. Like they have bought ten shirts in three months. Uh, like that's the fan following that I had. It's all about, of course, before pandemic. Uh, so. They were like probably say it's my ninth shirt that i am buying from wrong and uh, from wrong.in last three four shirts have been only through my platform so those were the encouraging factors for me to go ahead and give more back to the customer uh but i think there is no one fit answer for retention i think it's all about being very honest to the customers uh right messaging when it comes to order deliveries right three years back giving a right order status itself was so difficult. But now the tech stack has developed so well, like we we can now show where your product is right at point in time, right? And that's actually helped uh, the overall experience. uh, And there are a lot of uh, tools that we already have in the market. We used Clickpost. So I know the founders really, that's why I'm using their name. So they are the one of the fab product that I used. Uh, We were very, very early customers for them and uh, with that kind of partnership i was able to build along the product with them we gave a lot more product requirements to them so uh, and key is i think everyone in my team thinks like a product manager there is no differentiation product manager means it's a generalist role where you have to think like a customer do it only right if it's a customer if you are a customer will be happy starting from escalation till the customer till the cataloging also we follow this principle, first principle thinking with product manager as your shoes. Like, you should think as a customer and deliver it to the customer. As a customer. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, very well said. I think that's the key takeaway for me. Every, every employee, every person working should think like a product manager, should have a product hat on them. That's very valid. And, and it's also very interesting that you brought up that you, you spoke to people or people from the uh, loyal tribe, which is very interesting because customer feedback is also an integral part of what you're trying to build or uh, building a user journey for them, building a return strategy for them. So so what, is those, what do those interviews look like? How frequently do you have them? How many people do you think would be enough to form a trend of opinions? So is it 5, 10, 15?
0: I actually had 100 people over WhatsApp group, like one single group where I had 100 people where they throw me consistent feedback on whatever they're saying in every day. They're all super users where they at least bought three times in one quarter. So I directly connect with them on like, uh, like whenever they send WhatsApp messages, we responded back and not even any, any different number. It's my own personal number where uh, I formed a group where it gives me instant feedback. Like every single product uh, promotions that we had, even any change that we have to do at a product level, say, a website, user journey, uh, the story which that I was explaining, I actually got the idea inspired from the customer giving me a feedback. So I think I stayed really very close with the customers. I think that's where it helps me to help me as if I think as a product manager, how would how would I even function? I think that thoughts of framework really helped me to stay very close with the customer.
1: I wonder why I am not on that group because I am also a, a loyal customer of Rock. So maybe you should add me also.
0: No, of course I will. But uh, we The, the condition you have to be bought in one single year 12 times. Uh, and it's not like 12 in one single time. And uh, I have a mix of uh, full price product, uh, discounted products which region they are into at a pin code level. For example, there are five customers from Mumbai. Five would be from Bangalore. So in that way, we handpicked uh, guys uh, to, to get the real feedback. We just don't want to be biased to feedback because uh, wrong as a brand is super strong in South. Uh, in Delhi or not, it is not so prominent. So to even go back and understand why it is not, so we had some 20 customers we interviewed uh, over WhatsApp. Uh, of course, we, I do a lot of video calling, phone calling, but... Uh, we have a WhatsApp group where I constantly get why and what other brands are doing it right so that I could uh, rectify to deliver the experience to the customers.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting. And and you repeatedly talk about how the team plays a very important role, right? And the fact that each person who is working on it should consider themselves as a product manager. So I'm, I'm just curious, what sort of a team structure do you build? And if you can walk me through, you know, from from the scratch so when you just joined wrong what did the team structure look like what are the bare minimum that you that you require and today what do you have because i'm, I'm just asking so that a person a brand who is trying to build a team or you know invest more in dtc how do they go about building this team see
0: i i think uh as, as i told also then third party tech stacks are readily available i think one person is enough to start well, i think Nasi say mvp just hire one person who understand d2c uh i i prefer someone coming from sell side of category management or say growth marketing guy like who understand facebook and insta so in that way you could reduce one more agency outsourcing maybe you that guy itself can start facebook and insta marketing if you understand product management as well like uh, what the customer wants how the journey has to flow so i think digital marketing understand that uh, uh, that in not deep so in that way i would prefer start with one and as a person i started with only one person uh and of course i took a lot of Anjana's time to brainstorm and uh, think a uh, lot of brainstorming happened in terms of uh, how a home has to be how plp how pdp has to be how checkout experience has to be so in that way uh, if you get the real co-founder partner i think that way it helps a lot uh but i started one and then i, I hired a digital marketing guy Uh, And then I had one sales set of a growth manager who I worked with owning. Just three, we we were three people till eight months. Uh, Once we saw uh, significant uptick in sales, uh, we brought operations. And then we, uh, of course, operations with customer support. Initially, I was handling customer support because I really wanted to be very close with the customer. So once uh, we were able to see uh, significant sales improvement, then we, uh, we started building team. I think I started with one person and then two. Uh, I would I would recommend start with uh, one either from sensitive of a category management or digital uh, marketing. And uh, if you are a fashion, if you are like us a fashion, there are a lot of content to be written. So you should have one content guy also with you and one visual designer who will help you to uh, build banners at the same time UI, UX also. But uh, the team that I built uh, are Uh, younger than me or maybe the same uh, when it comes to experience but uh, the accountability that they have I think uh, that's the key that I learned at Onic. also I think that's where that came from Uh, you should think like a founder when you are in business and you should deliver like a customer if you are a customer I think that's that's the only thing I tell in every daily stand-up that I run uh there is no uh say permission seeking mail at all in my team i think they decide what they want because they are accountable for what they are doing uh in that way uh if after five years or after 10 years i would ideally be happy if all the 10 are uh founders of themselves like if they start something on their own i think that's what i consider success as a manager and uh, that's what they taught me when I was at Woon, on both. I think that's how I would structure a team if I'm starting a DTC right now.
1: That's wonderful. That's that's actually very insightful. Cool. So I, I this was great listening to you, but I, I can't let you go without asking one last question for everyone who is in the process of building a DTC initiative for their fashion brands. So what's that one growth hack that you would leave us with that people should, you know, just follow?
0: I think put yourself in customer's the. I think that's a long-term growth hack that I think. Uh, rest all is just three, four months growth hack. I think that's all tactical. But I, when it comes to uh, thinking long-term, I think uh, think yourself as a customer, whether you will buy this product at this price, at this customer experience. From this website or from this channel right I think uh, that's what sets uh, the right foundation for any d 2 sukai to build a brand on it I think that's the I think that's the best hack that I used maybe there could be some other as well but I think for long term it actually helps me a lot
1: this has been very insightful my top takeaways are first the only way to scale is to genuinely solve a user's problem second, Personalize the user experience because that's what they come back for. Add a QR code on your packaging that pops an influencer video or a message from your founder or just a welcome message from the tribe. Third, and most importantly, build a team that shares the same vision and each one wears a product hat. Amitan has been helping DTC brands launch and scale. Feel free to head to beaconstack.com slash podcast and find his social handles. Thanks a lot, Tamuthan, for doing this and being a part of Hello DTC podcast.
0: No, no, no. It's it's like absolute pressure for me. I am, of course, available in uh, all the uh, social medias. I am active in Twitter, LinkedIn. You can approach me for any help uh, because... I did a lot of mistake in scaling D2C. Right now, a lot of people are trying D2C and uh, would be doing the same mistake that I did two years back. So I would definitely uh, spend some time with you guys, at least weekly, one hour, two hour, where uh, I could share my experience or whatever we tried, we failed. Maybe I could help in any of their way. I would be really happy. I think that's what made me also come to a public forum. I'm a very shy, uh, very, very reserved guy. I don't even open up more... Uh, uh, I only have three, four friends even at this age. Itself. So, uh, but I really want to help uh, as a, as a, uh, founders. I think, uh, it's going to be a really, really hard journey. Like I, uh, I've seen a lot of people, a couple of my friends have tried it. So who wants to start up something on DVC? if I could be of any help, I would be, uh, I would be, of, I would be glad that I will be help you in any possible way.